Hello and welcome to the Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Alex Muir, helping you maximize your performance. And in today's special guest series, episode 44, we're going to be speaking with Najee Awad. And please welcome Najee Awad to the podcast. And this episode is brought to you by RadioGuestList.com the number one free radio guest podcast and talk show guest expert interview booking service on the internet. Disclaimer, all information provided by Alex Muir is of general nature and is spoken from Alex Muir's and his guests personal experiences and personal opinions on the topics related to fitness, health and education only. No information is to be taken as medical or other health advice pertaining to any specific health or medical condition. You agree that use of this information is at your own risk and hold Alex Muir harmless from any and all losses, liabilities, injuries, or damages resulting from any and all claims. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Alex Muir, helping you maximize your performance. And in today's episode 44... We're going to be speaking with Najee Awad. Najee is a personal friend of mine. We used to work together at Nordia Call Center back in way back in 2013. And to get back into my episodes again for all you guys and your listeners, um, I wanted to have Najee Awad on. So Najee, welcome to the Mindset Podcast. Happy to have you here. And the topic of discussion today, which something um, that you know you've you've been uh, dealing with recently, is um, living with ADHD and how how you can overcome its stigma. So, Najee, welcome to the podcast, and happy to have you here. Thank you, Alex, and hello everyone who's listening. And hopefully, I can, uh, yeah, shoot, Alex. Yeah, sounds good. So, the first thing I want to start off by uh, saying there um, for you, Najee, is uh, how did your ADHD diagnosis affect you? Like, it happened very recently you were mentioning and, uh, and like, you know, you, you weren't sure, you know, um, previously prior to the diagnosis, um, of symptoms and stuff like that. But what, you know, how did, how did you feel when you, you, you went through and you got, got diagnosed? Well, uh, let's just put it this way. I never knew I had ADHD. In fact, uh, ADHD was just something I heard about and I just assumed it was, related with ADAD where you're just like to keep things tidy or whatnot. Uh, So I just got diagnosed about eight months ago. And the reason and how I found out was just talking to people who had ADHD. And uh, usually you relate to people who have ADHD because you start seeing the symptoms and behavior. So um, how it affected me growing up was I was all over the place when it came to school, when it came to work. Um, In a way, it made me overwork and overworry. And I just treated it as that's just who I am. But when you become an adult and you start getting more responsibilities, that's when you start to realize, you know, you need to look into your situation and, it's hard to mention how I found out about my ADHD, but once you start reading about the symptoms, you get a sense of relief 
that, wow, this is me. And just to be clear, a lot of us could have a little bit of ADHD, but when you have severe ADHD, it definitely can affect uh, your life, your work, your relationships, and taking the right steps for uh, getting the right medications and help for yourself is definitely something I would encourage anyone to do if you suffer with ADHD or think you suffer with ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what, what made you, um, how, how severe did it get to the point where it made you want to be like, you know what, maybe I should go and talk, talk to a doctor. Um, you know, like it's really affecting my learning or how I learn and it's really affecting my mentality. Well, the first part was actually work. Uh, right. You know, in school, when I, when I went to school, uh, I never, I could never focus in class and uh, I've always been a little brat. So my family and teachers seen it as that's just him. He, you know, he doesn't like to pay attention and whatnot, but if I could, you know, tell everyone I really wanted to focus in class. In fact, I would show up, sit in class and my mind was very, very distracted and school, you know, went by and never did very well in grades as much as I wanted to. And then uh, when I hit the workforce and started working, my dad have always told me, why, why do you have to do everything? Why are you doing more tasks than you should? Uh, I overworked. Uh, my bosses loved me, you know. I was really good at learning and doing more, but I would exhaust myself. And yeah. I never knew why. And, you know, that's, um, that led up to overworking myself to a point I took more responsibilities than I could handle. So right. I started to leave my work and quit. And that was not something intentional. I would not quit a job so I can be lazy. I would quit mainly because I have overwhelmed myself. And that was the beginning. Right. And um, as I was saying about um, like the, how the, yeah, the diagnosis affected you. Um, so you're saying that the, the number one way where you were like, okay, I need help is the burnout phase. So it, you, you reach this burnout phase from the mental distraction and the mental stimulation, right? Cause it's like huge. I was looking it up. I don't know a ton about ADHD. So I'm glad to have you on the podcast today to explain to our listeners. But, uh, um, from what I read, there are people with ADHD. Again, they have a lot of energy. Like you said, they like to take on a lot more than they can handle. Um, but there's, mm -hmm. but at the same time you can reach a, a burnout phase. So the burnout stage is a great way to put it. Uh, you know, you start overwhelming yourself. The older you get, you take more responsibilities than you can handle. And it's kind of based on how your brain works because your brain is all over the place. You know, you're, you're always brainstorming, which is great. And you're always overthinking, which, which can be great, but it's also, you know, uh, you never get a mental break. You're always stuck with your thoughts. And when I reached my burnout stage, I 
you know, started to look into my situation more serious. And, you know, I had a, I worked alongside with someone who had ADHD and they got diagnosed and they went on the right medication. And he was, he's a professional carpenter. And, you know, he, if it wasn't for him, I'd probably still be dealing with my ADHD right now. He was able to recognize, you know, his own behavior in me. And just that conversation got me to do more research. And uh, when you start doing research and you're, you're almost reading a story about yourself, that's when you get yourself to a doctor, which is also something that I avoided, which was doctors and important, uh, you know, important meetings with anyone. I would avoid things that helped me because I was always worrying about everyone else. Right, right. So you, because of the ADHD, you felt like you couldn't um, put yourself first, your own health first. Yes. And also uh, something that usually gets attached with ADHD is you could build it for myself. I had lots of anxiety and also depression starts to kick in. And the reason why depression kicks in because you're just confused why why do people say things about me for example i talk too much i can't sit still and you start avoiding public you know you feel like you're different and nobody wants to accept you so they kind of you know degrade you in a way they tell you like you talk too much you can't be yourself so you end up you know building social anxiety and depression so that took me to a bad place where I was just alone. And when you're alone, you're just stuck with your thoughts. And the last thing you want to do is be stuck with a brain that doesn't stop criticizing you. Because, uh, you know, you can think of really good ideas or you can think of really bad ideas. Yeah. And that's, the, that's why you got to take get the right help to manage your ADHD because there's no shame in having ADHD. In fact, once I found out I had ADHD, I, I became calmer. You know, when you have answers, you can at least get that reassurance that you are doing your best and uh, there's always help. That's something I got to tell people. You may think, uh, you might be scared of taking medications or getting diagnosed for something, but you know, it, you're better off giving it a shot than to live in a way where you never get any sense of peace. Yeah. In the unknown. Yeah. The unknown. Yes. Yes. So yeah. That was, uh, that was tough, but yeah. it's very manageable. No, for sure. For sure. And speaking of managing ADHD, um, what are, what are some uh, kind of principles or tools that our listener, any, you know, any of our listeners um, can use that might know someone with ADHD or they themselves might have ADHD? What are some, some things that you've worked on yourself, not only with you know, going to talk to someone about it, you know, taking on the medication, but also to you know, things you can do in your routine that have helped to uh, manage it better and kind of give you more peace of mind? Oh, for sure. Um, 
So the first thing I started to do, which was, you know, before I knew I had ADHD, was fitness and working out. Uh, I started working out at the age of 13, and I got really, really into it. And at that time, I, you know, I struggled with bullies and drama in school. So the purpose for working out was to actually, you know, protect myself. But at the same time, I found myself working out for an hour and a half every day and I was super super into it so what I do to manage my ADHD is take advantage of my ADHD I would find hobbies that I really enjoyed doing and I knew my brain would get very very involved so even when it comes to learning new skills or doing your favorite activity you can really enjoy that activity and get better at it. Um, so I would say find something that, something that you love doing and the rest will just follow. The brain will, you know, if it wants to be distracted with something, it might as well be distracted with something that would excel you in life rather than sit at home and let that brain go off with thoughts and, uh, you know, you you never end up anywhere if you just if you don't take the right steps. I I can guarantee you that your condition will get worse. Yeah. But if you take the right steps, it will. You'd be surprised how fast you can cure yourself. And when I say cure, ADHD never goes away. Yeah. It can definitely be managed. And managed better. Yeah. Yeah. When you manage it, you you feel like you're in control again. And that's what life's all about, feeling like you're in control. Yeah, regaining control, you know, through through you know, more more activity, more exercise, more some sort of healthy mental and physical stimulation, right? Yes. Oh, I one hundred percent fitness is my savior, you know, like uh obviously we know the benefits of working out, but it's also something that takes you away from your mind and makes you focus on your body yeah and the sense of accomplishment makes you feel you know like you're not all over the place you actually see every day your accomplishments yeah and i turn those accomplishments into construction so right. now i build stuff and i see what i build and that makes you feel very proud of yourself. And that's what managing any mental health is. Uh, knowing that you can accomplish what you put your mind into, no matter what your mind is thinking. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask you as well, Najee, is uh, throughout your journey with your, with, uh, you know, learning that you, you had ADHD, right, as a learning disability. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and um, I wanted to mention, do you feel like, do you feel like you've always been a kinetic learner? Like, cause you've just recently transitioned into construction and you, you just learned about yourself that you're more, more hands-on and you learn by, you know, putting things together and building something. And, uh, do you feel like you're, are you a combination of a kinetic learner and auditory or are you more, um, kinetic and visual? I would say I'm a visual learner, you know, okay. um, as, as a person who overthinks a lot, I also overwatch. So, you know, some people might watch someone build uh, a deck 
I'm not just watching the process. I'm watching the little stuff. I'm watching the twists of the wrist. I'm watching where their eyes are going. I'm, I'm wa- it's almost like I'm putting myself in their shoes. And it, in a sense, it is overthinking. But when you can think in depth and in details, you can learn by just watching someone. And uh, it worked for me. I'm more of a visual learner, especially for the fact, you know, I couldn't sit still. Uh, I would zone out to people talking. I could be having a conversation with someone and my, my head's already, you know, in 10 different places. But uh, when I'm watching something, I learn how to get so involved in watching that I shut my mind off and now I'm in learning mode. So I would definitely recommend uh, giving a visual learning to whatever you're trying to get into But that's different for everyone else. If you're the type of person who enjoys reading, well, just read more, you know? It's it's almost like a superpower with ADHD. It's you focus on something and you will over-focus on it. So that's why you got to make sure you're not getting involved with drugs or drinking. You know, thankfully, I've always swayed away from that side. And I'm glad I did because... I could see myself taking that to the next level because, yeah. you know, my mind can make convince me it's a great thing. So I would definitely say stay away from something that would harm your brain. You got to fix yeah. your brain first and then you yeah. can enjoy a drink. No, for sure. For sure. And do you feel um, like you mentioned that ADHD, you know, it can be a superpower for those that, that have it. Um, you know, how, how can ADHD be a, a mental enhancer or how, how can ADHD help people actually increase their mental performance? Well, uh, I would say it can definitely make you creative and think outside the box. Um, you know, you're not just, I would say the brain starts to think of 10 different ways to do something. And you, it goes to like, you know, telling someone a story, you try to tell them a story and you never finish that story. You tell them, the beginning of the story and then you tell them the beginning of a different story and the ending of a different story. But, um, you know, when you're, when you implement it for your own ideas and say, Hey, I want to build a house. You don't just think of a box and the roof. You start thinking of the little stuff and the, and the stuff in between. And you, you challenge yourself to be more creative because you know, your mind can wander off and, come up with different ideas and that is actually a good thing you know um you should never have shame in how much you think some people choose not to think all day yeah different so um you gotta find that strength in adhd and take advantage of it you should not ever be ashamed of it yeah no for sure and um how does uh how does adhd affect relationships or, or building friendships? How does very it... Very good question. Yeah. So um, the, the reason I say very good question, because I would say um, it definitely played a role in, you know, friendships and relationships and also my relationship with my family. You know, when you're different, let's say, a lot of people who don't have ADHD can't relate. So, um, so they 
you you'll hear some criticism growing up. You might be put down for the way you're acting, and you should never ever take it to heart. In fact, I tell people, um, you know, I'm glad you uh, can't relate to what I'm going through. That means, you know, your <laughs> your brain's healthy. So um, it definitely affected uh, friendships and relationships due to the fact that I'm different. So, um, you know, some people like to be calm and talk less. And then I come around and, (laughs) you know, I never stop talking and uh, I enjoy socializing and talking to people. So uh, the way you can manage it is finding like-minded people. You know, there's so many people on this planet and um, you might, you know, you can have all sorts of friends, but you just got to know their limits as well. If you want them to understand your limits, understand their Yeah. I try to like, you know, I have an energy just like everyone else. Everyone has a gas tank and I try to, waste my energy on fitness, which is a great payoff for myself. So what I'm left with is probably 60% of my gas tank. Yeah. So I spend that doing more work. So I keep myself busy. And when I have time for friends and family, I'm usually more burnt out towards that point And I'm more on their level, but it's definitely challenging to, uh, have someone relate to what you have when they've never experienced it themselves. No, for sure. For sure. Cause it's, it's a completely different sort of thinking and mindset. It sure is. I wish I could implement the way my brain thinks. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I also want to mention how does, how does uh, ADHD like affect uh, like your sleep, your sleeping routine, um do you have like do you find like you're like a like a more of a night owl like busy busy mind at night or are you able to are you able to shut shut off at night and then you just get up a lot earlier really good question so um before my diagnosis uh i had trouble sleeping and the reason why is your brain doesn't stop thinking So you go to bed. We all do it, uh, which is great. We all go to bed and all of a sudden you want to save the world. You know, (laughs) you got every idea for solutions and problems and you overwhelm yourself. So uh, sleeping was very tough for me, even though I would say I did get enough sleep. It wasn't it wasn't perfect sleep, which can disrupt you, you know, the next day and whatnot. So how I uh, handled it by accident, you know, is fitness. You know, we all know if you work out, you'll get better sleep. So I was already working out at that time at an early age. And I would say that's the reason I got better quality sleep. Yeah. And after my diagnosis, the medication definitely helps you throughout your day. And then when it comes to bedtime, you do – you do have trouble sleeping just based on what the medication is supposed to do for you, but that's also being managed. Um, I take a different medication, which, you know, in a way it sounds like a lot of medications for one problem, but these two medications work like best friends. One keeps you alert and more, you know, 
you can focus on one task yeah, rather than 30. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, 30 is a better yeah. number. And then the other medication will help you go to sleep. It'll help you help your brain just, you know, it's time to go to sleep. And trust me, I was one of those hesitant people to even take any medication. But I'm yeah. a believer now. It definitely, you know, science and doctors seem to know what they're talking about when it comes to ADHD. And uh, yes, with the right medications and the right steps, you will get your proper sleep. And that's the stage I'm at right now. Right on, man. Right on. That's awesome to hear. Because I Thank know, you. you know, like I know, you know, these, these sort of things take time. And uh, especially when you've, when you've, you know, got something like ADHD, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's all, it's all learning, right? And uh, yeah. And you mentioned that you, you know, you have, you, you normally have like a lot of energy and you, you have, you have that ability to really focus really hard. Now, you mentioned that a lot of your energy gets taken up uh, on fitness, right? You, you channel that energy t- into fitness first and then into your, all your work. Now, do you find you, um, you know, living with ADHD, do you, do you have a lot more e- of an energy expenditure or, or do you, or do you also, are you, pr- are you able to pretty uh, evenly distribute your energy more? You just learn to, you know, divide your energy. It's mm-hmm. you, bec- you're, I was always aware that I had a lot of energy. And before I knew about my ADHD, I just said, oh, I have a lot of energy because I'm really into fitness. Yeah. That was not the case. So I bet you I would have had that same energy, maybe a little bit less if I didn't work out. So um, when you're aware of how much energy you have, you choose to divide it. So that's how I, that's what worked for me is I divided it for fitness and work and then uh that little amount of energy is still more than enough for the social life uh, you know to go out socializing but it's definitely something you manage every day um i'm not saying it's hard but it's something you're aware of and that's very important is you got to be real with yourself you know yeah like, um you can't blame others if they can't handle your energy you just gotta either be around the right people or give channel them, it. You know, yeah. Channel it. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to sometimes hold back who you are, which is fine because you know, you're struggling with something bigger than people can just imagine. And the more you manage it, the easier it gets. You just yeah. got to be very real with yourself. No, for sure. And like, do you find that you're, you're more of a morning person or a, or a night owl? As far as like, do you get it fairly early or like to sleep in a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely a morning person and that's not by choice. Uh, (laughs) I I remember only when I was younger, I was able to sleep in. Uh, Now I'm 10. So so it is almost like a full sleep cycle. But uh, once you wake up, you're awake. There is no sleeping in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah, where the sure. superpower comes in, you know? Like, uh, at least you are reliable enough to wake up in the morning early and start your day. And in a way, it's forced me to see the most beautiful part of life. You know, you get to see the sun rise and you just, uh, yes, it's definitely hard to sleep in. That's one thing I got to mention. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I wanted I wanted to uh, finalize our conversation uh, there, Naji, with um, like one final question for you, and mm-hmm. it's how have you adapted your learning style to living with ADHD? So like b- before diagnosis and after diagnosis, and what have you done differently from before you're diagnosed to after? I just did my best. You know, I I would do my best to learn what I'm trying to learn. Uh, for example, getting my driver's license. Uh, I was super nervous to get my driver's license, but I studied and I studied and I studied. And sure enough, I got my license first try and was nervous. And I almost felt like, like a failure getting my license because I was doubting myself so much. So, um, it's, it's a really tough question for the learning part because how I started to learn, which is actually in a way very recommended for people who don't enjoy reading, is watching videos with subtitles uh. or a movie with subtitles. Um, for myself, English is actually my third language. School, you know, I had trouble in school trying to learn English. Um, I started going home and watching movies with subtitles and the subtitles alone are the best distraction for someone who gets sidetracked. If you have a favorite TV show or movie, pop on those subtitles and you know, your brain can either focus on what's going on in the movie or it can read. And that alone helped me a lot in learning the English language and also getting to know what the hell happened in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Naji, And thanks so much for uh, sharing your experience and, you know, living with ADHD and, and talking about it and just, you know, letting people know that like, Hey, like, you know, you, you're someone that, you know, sought out help and, uh, and you, you know, you, you realize that there is, you know, something about yourself that you wanted to look into and you had the courage enough to, you know, go and talk to someone about it. And then, you know, you're, you said you're, you're feeling, you know, much better and, uh, and, and you're able to manage, you know, how you, how you're feeling and, uh, you know, with, with everything across the board, you're learning and you, how you work and, you know, and I wanted to also say, you know, quick disclaimer, I didn't mention in the beginning, but neither myself or any of my guests are uh, medical professionals. This is just a firsthand experience talking about, uh, you know, ADHD as a subject, um, to learn, uh, cause you know, both, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious as the, as the podcast host and also, uh, you know, for, for my listeners and for people to learn about Najee's experience, um, with ADHD. So Najee, thank you again for joining us on the mindset podcast today. And, uh, one final note as well. Um, how, uh, can our lis- listeners connect with you if they want to learn more about, you know, ADHD and, uh, but just get to know you. Facebook type of person. Um, I'd be happy to have a phone call or email with anyone who have any questions for me that, you know, they may feel like they have ADHD or any sort of mental health. One side note I'd like to say is don't be afraid to go get help. Um, Don't be afraid of it. And there's no shame in having any sort of mental illness. It's not something you should feel discouraged for like discouraged to have or any of that so um i would say people will find me because i will be all over the world (laughs) (laughs) right on right on well yeah i'll post your uh, with your permission i'll post you know uh any uh you know like 
whatever you're comfortable with, like for people to reach out to you or contact you um, if they have questions. On the, I'll put that in the show notes at the, in the description uh, once this uh, podcast is published. And uh, yeah, just wanted to say appreciate your time. And uh, it, was a, it was a great chatting with you on the, on the podcast today. And uh, I really look forward to a future episode. Um, I'm sure there's many more topics we can talk about. Um, and maybe even in a future episode, we can talk about the stigma surrounding ADHD. Yes, that's a very good way to end it, Alex. And I really appreciate your time. And uh, the stigma part is a whole different topic. So we'll yeah. definitely have to dig in in the future for sure. No, definitely, definitely. And uh, appreciate your time today. And uh, let's let's chat again soon, Naji. Sounds good. You have a good day, Alex, and yeah. everyone else listening. You as well. Take care. Perfect. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that special guest series episode brought to you by RadioGuestList.com. If you enjoyed this podcast interview with myself and my guests and you'd like to give me some feedback, please do so by leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts under Mindcep Podcast. That's M-I-N-D-C-E-P, the Mindcep Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'll be happy to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can do so as well on social media or on my blog. That's Alexander Muir, A-L-X-A-N-D-E-R, Muir, M as a Mike, U-I-R.com. And thank you for listening and see y'all next time.